if you can tell that your client's not happy with the nails or even with the lashes, you say, is everything okay? Or I'm sorry. Don't avoid it. The natural instinct is to kick the can down the road and hope it goes away or hope she forgets or doesn't bring it up because you don't want that negative vibe from her. But doing that more times than not will play out in a bad way in the long run. Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. When you first said it, I was going to hang up. (laughs) It's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for, like, McDonald's money. Otto, Mitter, onto our show from Alibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I I can't do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, they panning. I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is Lashcast, your friend in the lash industry. Coming to you for the City of Roses. This is a broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. That's you, my beauties. Thank uh, you so much for tuning in. Okay. <laughs> We're having a hard time getting started here. We got it. We did it. We did so it. We, we did, did it. it. You guys, right. I'm so happy that you're tuning in. You are my lovely friends, and I love you. Yes, and we're so appreciative of you guys. And today, we're going to talk about really just an experience Tuss had. Yeah. A customer service experience that you had. I had a not so good customer service experience and I wanted to share it with you because I know it can help somebody. I know that it can help people. The person that I'm thinking that it could help is like the one that's maybe not aware that they're doing this. And the truth is, guys, I think the number one way you can set yourself apart, I mean, aside from doing good work, yes, do good work, but I think there's a lot of lashes doing good work, is that customer experience. That's going to be what makes people talk about you as why you they'll refer you and why everyone needs to come to you or your salon or your business. It's because you give an experience that is not like what others do because most of you, and I know there's a lot of denial here because I asked lash artists a lot, but what's their experience? What do they do? And most just say, well, what's special about you? And they go, well, I remember, I know my clients. They're like my friends. That's not an experience. That's nice. Be friendly, be engaging, but just being that cool friend is probably not going to be the biggest selling point. You can do more. That all said, I think it was Seth Godin who says, if you're just doing what everyone else is doing, that's not exceptional customer service. That's, yeah, that's super that's average. average. That's super average. Like, it might be good. Maybe the average is everyone's really friendly. Everyone says hi. Everyone does good lashes. Everyone is polite, professional. But that's the average. So if you're a listener, you don't want to be average. You want to be above average. One of the reasons why you listen to this podcast is you want to get insights and things that you can do to change your business. So we're going to get into that. But before that we do that, let's do some announcements. Okay, a few things. We released the photos from LashCon 2022 
So if you didn't, why is that so funny? Whenever you say we released it, I always think, release the Kraken. You know, um, like that sea monster in the, the depths of the ocean, release yes, the Kraken. Okay, release so the Kraken. Release yes. the photos. The photos have been released, and they are out there. And if you go to our Instagram, you can get a link there. Or I actually sent the email out if you're on our email list. And the reason why you should be on our email list is you got that last week. Or maybe it was a week and a half ago by the time this is on air. And so those photos are out there for you to download and share like crazy. There's like 2,800. Use them for your business. Use them to show to your friends. Yeah. And hopefully you're in them. I mean, we, we had 1,000 people. So it's a lot of people to photograph. We had like three photographers. We had three photographers. Yeah. At different times, and we did our best. I asked them, try your best to get as many different people as possible. Don't just go for the one the one group that seems to be having the most fun over there. It's like, oh, they're really cool. Let's take a lot of pictures. No, no, just move on. Everybody. Keep, keep taking pictures I of want everyone. Pictures of everyone. Yeah. So we'll see how well they did. Hopefully, you'll find your at least one or two photos of you in that mix. Also, we released the Kraken. <laughs> the Kraken. <laughs> No, yeah, <laughs> we released the video, the replay, I should say. The replay's oh, yeah, out the there. Replay. The ability to buy access to the replay is there. And we're going to only do this basically for the next couple of weeks. By the time Christmas comes, we're going to take that down. The replay will still be up for everyone to watch. So you may have less missed LashCon, or yeah. you may have been recovering in a room. Well, but now you can watch. So first, those of you who are had access, now the videos are there to watch. And those of you who missed it completely, didn't buy a ticket, but heard it was amazing and you need to see it, well, you can. You can watch the whole thing. We went back, cleaned it up. We do apologize it. that it took a little bit longer, yeah. but there was some mess-ups in the post-production. You don't yeah. have to go through all the drama now, but it did take um, it took a, a, lot of time. a lot longer than we originally. And it cost us a lot of money. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's why it did take a while. So but thank you for your it. patience. Yeah, yeah, it's all there. You can watch all the speakers. Once you buy, like, we're going to allow, it's two ninety-seven. We'll allow you to purchase access for the, up till, I think, almost Christmas or the week of Christmas. And after that, then you'll have like two months to watch it. So for those who already have access, you have more than two months because you can watch it today. And then we will basically, whatever day we close it just before Christmas, like I think it's like that Wednesday or Thursday before Christmas, we'll close it. And then you'll have two months after that. So pretty much almost all the way into February, you can watch the, all the videos, all the stuff. It's good stuff. I've been watching some of it myself. I actually love it. It's actually, oh, this is kind of fun. I get to, because I don't get to see all the speakers. So it's really kind of neat to go back and watch them. So anyhow, do you can do that. Other things coming up, LashCon, we are almost done finalizing the hotel. And we might change the date. I think we announced, told people we may be changing the date. So once we have that, we'll announce that. And we'll do a quick flash sale, hopefully before Christmas, just for a few days sell a bunch of tickets, and then if you're a sponsor, by the way, I know a lot of people reach out about sponsors. Apologize, I've not gotten back to everyone. I have tons of people emailing me and so forth. I will finally get to you. We will be probably in January announcing or sending out a deck allowing sponsors to sign up. If you're already on this year, don't worry. You have first dibs, and then new sponsors can add in, and we have a much, hopefully the hotel we're going to go with will a lot more space for a lot more booths. It'll be really, really cool. And then all this other stuff, people are asking us about Tustin's training, uh, last retention course. That's in the works. We will hopefully announce those dates for next year, maybe before Christmas, if not, definitely right after New Year's, so you can start planning to come out and take Tesla's last retention course and next year. And we'll announce also some of our speaking. We're speaking at at least three conferences in the fall or spring and early late early winter to spring. Coming to London twice, which is kind of exciting, and we're going to be at the Last Boss Conference. So we'll tell you details of that later. All right, so let's get into Tesla. Let's talk about 
Your customer experience. Okay, so there is an amazing nail place in town, very, very close to where I am, very close to where LashCon was held. And they are known for doing the most beautiful nails. They do wonderful art, just gorgeous, gorgeous nail art. And I really, really like this place. And I wasn't seeing the owner. I was seeing one of the gals that she trained. Everyone that works there is, it really knows how to do nails very, very well. You've referred to quite a few people there, too. I mean, uh-huh. it's not like it's been just you. You've been a, a very good client. Yeah. So the problem for me started, actually, I'd made my appointment. I don't always get my nails done, but when I do, it's like I, um, yeah, I go there. And I'd made an appointment to get my nails done for LashCon. I was getting nail art on my hands and my toes. And... That was going to be my face, right? A picture of my face on your nails? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that was going to be amazing. <laughs> that would be really funny. Um, <laughs> and so when I get there, she's running late, and I have to wait basically about half an hour to get my nails done. And it's kind of stressful because this LashCon, this is your Lashcon, time is yeah. not exactly loose at this point. Yes. Every second is taken up with something. And Paul's calling me. He's like, aren't you done yet? I'm like, no, it oh takes hours. It takes hours. And he's it's, like, well, I didn't expect it to take this long. And Yeah, oh. it was a tough day because we needed her and she got your lashes and your nails done. And I thought it was going to be like maybe three, four hours and it'd be like five or six, I think, for the full time. It was crazy. So anyway, then I make another appointment to have my nails. It was basically two weeks later because I was teaching and my nails were long and I can't have them long when I'm teaching. So I was going to have them filed down and filled. So we made the appointment and I told the gal, listen, I've got a client. So I only have like 30 minutes. She's like, okay, well, we'll just file them and. Anyway, so I get there, and she's like, oh, my client before he was late, so can you come back in half an hour? I'm like, no, I can't. I've got a client, you know, and I had to get my nails done because I just didn't have time to have them. Anyway, the point is that I ended up waiting about 25 minutes, and there was no time for them to be filled, so we just had to file them. And she's like, well, I really don't like to do that this way. I said, I know, but you don't have any time later. And it wasn't your fault. No, that's right. She was late because another client's like, by the way, just a tip, guys. If a client's late, don't punish your other clients by being late to pushing them back. Don't do that. We tried it sometimes, and eventually I'd get a client that would be pissed, and sometimes they would leave over that. They'd be like, oh, forget this. If my time isn't sacred and you're going to just push it around and change it on me, I'll find a place that does respect my time because we have pretty big players. Some of these people are really busy, powerful Women who kind of get what they want. And when you delay things on them and push them around, they don't like that. Well, even if not, it's a luxury service. Yeah. And part of the experience is being honored. And yeah. this is somewhat of a treat for me. It's kind of like going to a nice restaurant thinking you're going to get the, the certain table. And every time you go, they go, oh, I'm sorry, that table is taken because other client before you. Or they just didn't leave when they needed to, so we're going to put you at the dumpy table. And you're just like, well, I reserved that. You were going to keep it from me. And every time I come, you don't do that. Guess what happens? You don't go back again because you don't feel like you're valued as a person. And I think that's what happened here. You weren't being, you felt like, wow, I brought you clients. You tip, I know very well. And yet they were like, we'll just make you wait. Well, yeah, it was irritating because I had mentioned before, I said it's important that you be on time, yeah. you know, because the gal is actually wanting to learn lashes. Yeah. So we've kind of struck up a, a relationship over that, and I bought her some goodies and those kinds of things before. So I don't know if she thought maybe we're friends and this is okay. Of course we can be friends, but if I'm paying you as a professional, and I completely have understanding of what's going on, but 
the point is that I'm paying for the service and it's a luxury service for me. And, yeah. and I don't want part of the frustration of having to wait, um, be part of that. And it was only because I really couldn't afford the time. I didn't exactly. have the margin to be It's not a cheap nail salon here. This is a, a well, this yeah. is a well, highly respected. The fees are cost more. So everything says luxury, luxury, luxury. And time is a luxury and should be treated as so. And so don't be doing that to people. So what I did was I was just frustrated about it. And I, it's almost like, you know, like seeing a guy, I know I haven't been single for many years, but it's like, you know, clients come in. And as far me, as I know. Yeah. Yeah. 29 years. <laughs> <laughs> but they'll be like, oh, this guy is really cute. He's great. You know, we're great together, but he's so disrespectful. Doesn't text me back, blah, blah, blah. And it's almost like you you lose self-respect if you put up with that kind of crap, right? And it's like, I want to keep going to this place and I want to keep, because I enjoy the service. It's, it's wonderful. Close. It's walking distance. It's so convenient, but I feel irritated in myself that I'm going and these things aren't being addressed. So I just very respectfully wrote a review and I gave them three stars. I had originally given them five stars before. So you can see that in the history. And I said, listen, this place is great for design. It's five stars, but I was just a little bit bummed out that I had to wait, you know, the past two times, you know, 20 minutes or more. And, um, I didn't hear from them. And so, um, I made another appointment to get the nails completely soaked off. I texted them and I said, how much is the removal? And they're like $15. I'm like, great. So I come in and I get my nails removed. Service is fine. And she uh, gave her a 20 and she says, oh no, it's 25. And I said, oh, I thought it was 15. She says, oh no, that's for this service that you, you had gel X and it takes longer. I said, oh, I had texted. I thought it was 15. So I gave her I gave her 25. And then I looked at my phone and I'd realized that when I'd booked the appointment, the person had said, oh, do you want to use, you know, you have 10% off. And I thought to myself, why do I have 10% off? Mm. And so I asked, oh, it was because you were unhappy the last time. But I was like, okay, wow. It's so cool that they responded to me from the Yelp ad, but it would have been really great if they had reached out to me. Like, I know that whenever anybody is upset with the salon, when we had Integrity Lash and we had a bad review, what would you do? I would actually DM them back first or through the app, right? I say, hey, privately, because you can do it privately on Yelp. If I knew, and if I, that's, I would do that. Plus I would try to figure out who it was and probably 50-50, right? Sometimes people use aliases, but I would probably be able to know who it was. And then I would text and I would call them. The phone call was most important because I call with a friendly voice. So, hey, saw that we missed the mark. Sorry, you aren't happy, but I really would love to talk to you about it and see how we can make things right. That's pretty much kind of like what I would say. And then on the text, I wouldn't say any of that. I would just say, hey, just called you and left you a message. Love to talk to you soon. Because the text, I don't want to give them any hint that we're angry, frustrated, or upset. In text, people project a lot what they think they're doing. And so I didn't want to do that. So the voice, I, t I just direct them to the voicemail so that they hear a friendly voice that's just trying to get some information and try to fix things. And that's what we always did. And most of the time, we were able to fix it. Most of the time, we were able, in fact, we had, we had a lot more one-star reviews on Yelp than are there now because most of the times we'd fix the problem and they would change it to five stars. All your customer wants to know is that you care, right? That is the key, guys. If you want to get one thing from us, I think this more than ever, customer service can communicate one or two things, indifference or care. 
Right. So what happened is the owners responded on Yelp, but they didn't reach out to me. And so I had no idea. So front facing was like, oh, yes, we agree. You shouldn't have had to wait. And we're really sorry about that, which is the right thing to do. I was like really stoked about that. And they said, give you 10% off your next time. But in person, they didn't say anything to you either. But in person, they didn't say – they knew I was coming in. And you should have notes in your system that pop up. You can get this with most software that says, hey, there was a problem, or they should review the day of. You should go over your client list and say, oh, did we have any problems? Oh, my gosh, Mrs. Lubers is coming in. We should talk. Mrs. Lubers. Yes. Oh, my gosh, that sounds like your mother. Please don't call me Mrs. Lubers. Mrs. T. Mrs.? Miss T. I don't know. Tusney. Tusney's coming in. You sound like an... Whatever. Anyhow, so you're coming in. They should have seen that. This is why it's important. We did this. You have reviews every day, a huddle with your team, and you go over the schedule. You talk about the clients. Were there any potential problems? Did anyone complain? And that way, when they come in, you're not caught flat-footed. You're actually there going, hey, no... Tusney, I know last time you were here, we missed a mark. I'm so sorry that made you wait. I don't want you know, that's not something we would normally do. And we're going to take care of you yeah. and give you a 10% off. You have just been, holy mackerel. Oh I my gosh, you. these people care. They totally yes. care. And then instead of being like, oh yeah, I'm sorry, we did tell you it was $15. Yeah, normally it's 25 but they should have said that in the text message. I'm, I completely understand if it takes more work, that kind of stuff. But when you're not explaining things to the client, I just left feeling like they do not care. Yeah. And that's what you don't want to communicate. And when you don't communicate and when you don't show enough question or reach out or call and do the difficult things, right? This is the uncomfortable moments where you're reaching out to someone and you're like, oh, I don't want to do this because I'm afraid they're mad. But man, if you do it, it's like people soften so quick. Completely. So, you know, I sent her a text afterwards. I said, oh, I didn't know I had 10% off. You know, this was after I got my nails removed, whatever. And I was expecting to pay 15 for our last exchange and it was charged 25. I get it that you charge more for the removal of the gel X. It just wasn't explained to me. And then silence, crickets, nothing. Uh, She's reading her text right now. And then at that point I said, you know, when you get a chance, can you tell me why I had 10% off? Because I didn't know. I still didn't know. And then they responded back, oh, it was because the inconvenience, the last visit, you had to wait 20 minutes for us. And which was nice, but I I wanted some, oh, we're sorry that that happened. So anyway, at this point, I'm thinking, I really would love the chance to talk to them. I really would love to be able to share my heart and not complain or anything. And so this is the text. This is what I wrote back. I said, hey, we should talk. I'd like to be friends. I'm in a similar lane as you, and I want to offer what I think can be very helpful for your best practices. It will be a friendly convo, right? Because I know that she's a business owner. I know that she's just had a baby. You can tell that she cares about the way her salon looks and the way that the staff does their services. And I thought she would want to know. Your feedback. Your feedback, because the quality of the work, right? And nothing. Silence. Silence. And I'm like, oh, I want to, I really want to be friends with this girl. I really want to be friends. But now I feel like I'm just begging. I'm like, scraps. Do I not have any self-dignity? Why should I be throwing pearls if before somebody who doesn't care, right? And so I'm just like, oh. And it's an opportunity lost for her because you're a friendly face. You're not there to damn her or condemn her or say nasty things. I still want to, yeah. Yeah, and for us, this is something that is so in our DNA. And this is why we get frustrated sometimes because in our DNA, we always really 
hustle almost to, to get bad reviews. Like we really want the, the information that is sometimes difficult and painful. And our staff even complained about it. Like, gosh, man, when I worked before I did Integrity Lash, never heard any complaints. And now that I'm here, I hear complaints. All the time. It's too much. You have to be open to it because that's the only way that people are going to share and the reason why people did complain is because we invited it, not in a mean way. And by the way, no one really was nasty. People were just like, oh, well, it, it seemed like my um, person was a little distracted or the lashes didn't last very long or something, whatever it was, just little things. And, and it's because we really sought after feedback. And if we got anything less than a 10 out of 10, I would usually reach out because we had a tool that would ask, how was your experience? And they would say, right, one to 10. And if it was anything less than 10, I'd reach out and say, hey, it looks like we didn't do a 10 out of 10. And that's when we would get the complaints and like, some of the feedback. I remember one time a client said, listen, the lashes were great. Everything was fine. But when I move something or I'd ask something, I'd hear this big huff or this big sigh. Yeah. And I, I was beginning to get the feeling she didn't like doing my lashes. And we're like, thank you so much for your feedback. We'll figure out what's going on and we'll get back to you. And so then we asked the gal that did the lashes, was anything going on in the room and anything? And she's like, no, no, everything is fine. And he said, well, this is what the client said. And she's like, oh, I don't know what she's talking about. Okay. Well, maybe she didn't, but the point is, is that we were able to address. It's really important. The feedback that you're getting, I don't know if you were reading a text or whatever, but it was our opportunity to say that the client is responding to your response. So you yeah. have to be aware of the huffs and the puffs. And no matter, even if you're super irritated, you've got to control that because that's yeah. what being a professional is, yeah. right? So you, as the business owner, you have to be able to have those discussions with your staff and explain to them that, you know, they're, they're your evangelists. They're, they're the extension of you. If you want them to extend care and, 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 um, that personal touch from you have to equip them. You have yeah. to be able to say, listen, I can tell that you're frustrated that I was late for the appointment. I'm so sorry. I'm going to give you a discount today. The second time it happened, she didn't even apologize. And I was just like, I'm not pouting. I'm not fussing or anything like that. But it's like, it's professional to say, I'm really sorry that I kept you waiting. I'm really sorry that this or happened. I apologize. I, I apologize. Let's see what I can do for you. Yeah. The big takeaway for me on this is that she really didn't want your feedback and didn't want to hear anything negative, because that's difficult. But when you're a salon owner or a business owner, you've signed up for that. That's what you really need that, by the way, because that's what's going to help you become a better business owner, lash artist. For us with LashCon guys, if you followed up after LashCon, I know that we send out our survey. We got like over 300 people responded, and I love it. I'm so thankful to get all this information feedback. It's not all good, too. It's not, now, it's overwhelmingly positive, but there are some people where things didn't go the way they wanted, and we're going to talk about some of that probably in the coming weeks. We want to give feedback and share some of the things we've learned, some of the things we're going to change, and also, I really work hard with their sponsors because they, I feel like, have been, many of them have been around for a long time and done this many times, so I feel like I have a lot I can learn from them, and we did change a lot from last year because of sponsor feedback, and what I do is I send out a, a review, and we had a lot, about 40% of all our sponsors got back to me, and I sent out a link saying, hey, if you'd like to talk to me, we can sit down and do a one-on-one, -on -one. and I sent that link out, and I got a handful of sponsors to give me that, and that feedback has been priceless. I love it. 
and hate it at the same time because it's all good. There's some things like, well, you kind of miss this. Kind of, and that but, sucks. It, it really sucks. does suck because you really care, right? It hurts. So you have to look at it and you have to say, okay. But it's going to make know, me better. It is going to make you better. So if I translate this to this nail experience, yeah. if you're unhappy, if you can tell that your client's not happy with the nails or even with the lashes, you say, is everything okay? Or yeah. I'm sorry. Don't avoid it. Don't avoid I, it. I know the natural instinct is to kick the can down the road and hope it goes away or hope she forgets or doesn't bring it up because you don't want that negative vibe from her. But doing that more times than not will play out in a bad way in the long run. Right. And so like even the, my, my text message, my comment was like, oh, I was expecting to pay 15 instead of 25. Say, oh, I'm so sorry about that. I'm sorry I didn't explain the difference between the prices. I feel like they should have honored the one that they gave me, but mm-hmm. when given that information, yeah. it's okay. But you can, you need to recognize that and reach out for that because it's about your reputation. It is, and it's really about building up a good rapport and always being humble and always taking care of people and in the end, show you care. As People get angry or more angry when dealing with someone they think you don't care. And that's kind of a signal to you, oh, they're getting angry now. So I talk or DMing or texting. Hopefully you're talking because calls, as we've listened in the past, phone calls are, is the best way to do it or one-on-one in person. Texting, DMs, email tends to be more inflammatory. Don't do it. Just yeah. call. And here's a little self-test for you. If you don't want to call, if you don't, it might be a clue that, you know, being a leader um, isn't, nece- you know, a leader of people yeah. isn't necessarily in your wheelhouse. Yeah. And you're going to get some help and training or maybe you're better suited to be an employee. Maybe you're better suited underneath someone else's kind of guidance to protect you from having to have those difficult conversations. I know in our staff, some of them really love the fact that if anything went wrong, I got to step in and take care of it. It wasn't their issue. They can just go back in the room and take a break. And I have to sit there, talk to the client, listen to the complaint and find a way to resolve that problem. And that took a lot of pressure off of them. And I was up for it. I was okay. I didn't like it initially. And then over time, I was like, okay, I can do this. This is not so tough. And because I realized I had some secret weapons. And my secret biggest one is if I just show that I care, the client calms down quickly. They melt. They do. They do. Oh, wow. He does care. Okay. He's going to take care of me. He's going to fix gonna it. They're not going to keep yelling at you. No, they're not. And and once a blue moon, you get that crazy client. But in our 13 years of the salon, we, it was a handful. That, literally, out of thousands of people, just a few people were the really in, un reasonable people that were just you not pleased no matter what so that's not a lot guys i mean i know we're afraid that there's a lot of them like that and they're just not they're most clients once you show you care you show you're engaged they're gonna be back off and they'll listen and they'll work with you and and everything will generally be even better because now the client's like wow we had a problem paul and tusney took care of that problem and no one normally does that so i'm even more loyal than ever now i'm like a mega fan. I'm an evangelist. Yes, exactly. And that's how that happens. And that's something that if you're not comfortable with, it's okay. No one is at first. You just got like a new muscle. Just start stepping into it. Talk to that person. Listen to them. Fix the problem. And show you care. And it'll get easier and easier. And the word will spread that you are the type of place that takes care of people. Kind of like Nordstrom, right? Everyone knows Nordstrom. You can return something two weeks, three weeks later, and they'll give you a full refund because they care. And that's something that's really special. And 
Nordstrom, well, who knows now because Amazon may have got out of business, but they were doing well for a long time with that policy, not losing money and so forth. So, anyhow, for us with Tess, I know this was a frustrating thing, but we thought it would be useful to kind of share. I thought it would be useful for for our listeners because I know you guys are striving to be the best in your actual application and all your business practices, and I thought you could learn from that. And one other thing that you can take from this is if you don't have this already is to have that feedback loop. Find a tool like SurveyMonkey is what we use, but there's many other ones. A lot of software that you have for booking software will already have an inside type of email. Thank you for coming. How was your experience? If you haven't set that up, you need to use that. That tool will help you avoid one-star reviews. It's going to help you find where your weak points are so you can fix them. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is to train your staff or anybody that works with you. If somebody says something that's um, like, like a detractive statement, like mm-hmm. I wish they did this. What you say is thank you for that feedback. I'm going to give it to the owner because I know that she really cares and mm-hmm. would love to work on that. That it, no matter what it is, you know, that's what you say because that's the first step of inviting that. Yeah. It's creating that safe place where people feel like, why well, I love going to the salon because you know what? They are so adaptable. They listen, they care. They actually make things right. If they miss up, make a mistake I, I can't say enough good things about that place. Now, let's say you don't have a staff and you're, it's just you solo, um, like many of you superstars out there. All you have to do is, say, you know, somebody says something weird, you know, thank you so much for sharing that with me. Let me think about it. Let me give some thought to that. I really yeah. uh, do appreciate your feedback and, and I'll get back to you on that. I mean, it's easy yeah. peasy. I think it's just that whole mentality of being open to feedback and communicating that through your emails, through your conversations when you see a client to have a follow-up email that says, thank you for coming. We'd love to hear what you think. All that type of stuff is going to make you a bigger and better superstar superstar lash artist. So, all right, I think that's it. Did we hit it all? We covered We're dead. it. Yeah. This was one that we actually, Tessa's been egging to do for at least since LashCon. So for a month, she's like, we should need to do this talk. I really want to talk about this. So hopefully you got something from it. And if you did, please always reach out to us. Let us know maybe about your experience or something, you, you way you get feedback that works for you. We would love to hear. Yeah, we can maybe share it. So you can do DM us or email me at paul at lashcast.com. I'm all, and by the way, if you've been waiting to hear from me from LashCon on the email, I apologize. Sorry, guys. I literally, literally been I've been working <laughs> every day recover. other than Thanksgiving weekend. And even Thanksgiving weekend, I only took two days off at four. And so. I did a training over the weekend. And yeah. Monday, all I did was spend it in bed. I mean, I had sweats on, but it's like. Tusk couldn't get. We went to breakfast or breakfast. We went to breakfast. And then, and then, and then Tusk couldn't do anything. I couldn't do she anything else. Oh, my gosh. It was a very was, unproductive day for her. And for me, I, I, I just. I just I'm just still wrapping up still, 2022. Yeah. It's crazy. I still have to send out some gifts and some things. I know if you, uh, there are a couple if of people. If you're waiting, we're waiting so for sorry, stuff. guys. We're, we're trying to get everything done. It just takes forever. We, we really do love you. Yeah, we do. We love you. And sorry that I just can't work 80 hours a day. Maybe one day. I'll, we're, we're looking to hire, like we mentioned in our last yeah, one. We're so we're looking to hire. And hopefully in the coming weeks in January, we'll have more help so that we'll be more effective and quick to get back to you. Guys, well, that's it. That's a wrap. We are done. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review on behalf of my Lash Bumblebee, Tusney. I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. 